0: Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Amos 9.13 remains our encouragement for the month of May and beyond. The message translation. What is set before you is what you reproduce What is set before you is what you reproduce. Amos 9, 13, the message translation. Can we have it uh, quickly on the screen? Yes, indeed. It won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. Someone say amen. Amen. Uh, Say louder, amen. amen. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, what happens? I'll tell you, but everywhere you look, blessings, blessings, blessings. Uh, not problems and sorrow in the name of Jesus Christ. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. I pray that this verse... Will be your manifestation this month and beyond. When you look at the right, the left, in front of you, you will see blessings in Jesus' name. This morning I have a strong urge to encourage everyone in this church. I bring a message of encouragement. Psalms 42, verse 5. Don't allow the devil defeat you. You are not defeated. This is not your end. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For you shall what? Yet praise him for the help of his countenance. This is a verse for someone today that help and strength is coming your way. You are not helpless. You are not hopeless. It says, why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you like, you know, there's this quietness that comes when you're overwhelmed with challenges. You can't even pray. You can't maybe sing. You're just quiet. You are quiet. Why are you quieted within me? Hope. In God for on that matter you shall yet praise him. Can someone confess that today? I shall yet praise him. Can we have this verse in the Passion Translation and the New Living Translation? So don't be cast down. Don't let the enemy keep your head down. We must be hopeful. Where there is no hope, there is no future. The Passion Translation says, so then, my soul, why would you be depressed? Why will you sink into despair? Just keep hoping and waiting on God, your Savior, for no matter what, I will still sing with praise for living before his face is, saving, is my saving grace. NLT, don't allow depression to hold you down. Uh, uh, NLT, NLT says, why Am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will not be hopeless. I will praise him again, my Savior, and my strength, I I believe. (laughs) What is the next thing? And my God. (laughs) Glory to God. Micah 7, 8 is also very encouraging. So, so this is the, the deal um, the Holy Spirit says you should not allow hopelessness to set in and don't make God look like he's not alive I said I will hope in God for I shall yet praise him and we're going to do some praising God in this service as a demonstration of the fact that I will praise him on that matter in the name of Jesus Christ okay? your soul will not, will not be cast down again in Jesus name He said, Do not rejoice over me, my enemy, when I fall. I will arise. You will arise. I declare over you, you are rising up from the ashes. From depression or discouragement or despair, I declare a rising grace in the name of Jesus Christ. That is very affirmative. I will arise. I will not stay down. You are not going to stay down in that your academics, that marriage, that business, that finance, that destiny. You are not staying down. You are rising up in the name of Jesus Christ. And he said, when I see it in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. Now, where, how do we experience that light in a place of darkness? psalms 119 verse 130 you need light where there is darkness where darkness in that context means things are not okay in that area you need light you need light he said when i sit in darkness the lord will be a light the light that comes from god will predominantly come through his word i want to appeal to you that light is not going to be like sunshine you know coming on a monday morning no that light that light will lighten you first and then change the situation. He said, When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. That light comes from God's word. Now look at Psalms 119, verse 130. It says, The entrance of your words gives what? Light. There has to be a word. Uh, he said, It gives understanding to the simple. It's not the word that gives light, it is the entrance. The entrance. his word that gives light was that when i sit in darkness the lord will be a light unto me now what he's saying is you need to know the word for yourself There, there are verses or scriptures that will come to you as light and then will lift you out of that despair. It will give you hope. It will birth faith in your heart. It will show you what to do. You need to know scriptures for yourself. I, I want to submit this morning that a lot of people are in church, they don't know the Bible, the promises of God for themselves. It's not the word that you hear that gives light. It is the word that enters you The entrance of his words gives light. Light remains the master of darkness. Overcoming discouragement, overcoming despair and depression will require that you know the promises of God for yourself. I want to beg you to return to the word. Many of us might have become word lazy, Many of us don't even have Bibles anymore in that sense. Maybe you claim that it's on your device. Is it on your device? Now it's on your device. Do you read it for yourself? You need to know the promises of God for yourself. Your what? Yourself. The the verses that matter to that matter. That you are holding on to, not the one you had, yeah, thank God for church preaching, uh, the one that is for yourself. We had a very humorous uh, time with the staff. I was asking questions. I asked one of our staff, um, Who is Naaman? Naaman. He says, An apostle. We laughed. I mean, I didn't. I said, What did you say? An apostle. Yeah, some of you are laughing. There are many things you don't know. That we, as pastors, assume that you know. In the day of battle, is the weaponry you know how to use that works for you. I want you to be determined to be spiritually mature. The machine gun is great. It's only great if you know how to use it in the day of battle. Do you understand me? The the ammunitions are great. They are great. Oh, it's powerful. He can do this. He can do that. But it's only great for you if you know how to use it. And life is a battlefield. We fight every day. And we should win every day. And the principal weapon of our warfare is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verses that you know for yourself. (laughs) Naaman is not an apostle. Naaman was a Syrian general in the Old Testament that was leprous. Of course, other people knew that. But that, that, that gave me some concerns. That many people don't really know these things. We get excited in church. We have a great time. But when we leave service in the next one hour plus, you're going to face life, right? On your street, in your business, demonic people. You, you encounter spirits. Some strange spirits. You encounter challenges. Some people will threaten you. Some situations will come around. Your pastor won't be there. We all scatter all over the world, especially Nigeria. And then the question is: What capacity do you have? Are you living by trickles of mercy, or you are a threat to Satan himself? Know the word. For yourself. Don't be Facebook diligent and word lazy. Don't be Twitter expert and word lazy. You can't quote a scripture. You need it all. Life is a battlefield. <laughs> the sword, the sword of the spirit is not really for defense only, it is also for attack. There are other armory we have in the spirit that are for defending, you know? you know. But the sword is not predominantly to even defend. We go on the attack that this is the week God has made. Don't come near. Don't come near. Don't come near. You, you go on the attack. Attacking football is the best football. Abby, who knows football here? Attacking football is the best football. You don't if you're always defending like um, Chelsea. They won a match yesterday. I saw it by mistake. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> you're always defending. The pressure might get so intense. You will concede a goal on the attack, they don't have an opportunity to get to your place the sword of the spirit ah, the word of God the word of God I want to challenge you as we celebrate Amos nine thirteen, blessing everywhere every member of this ministry must be what proficient we are studying the book of Luke look at Luke yourself Don't be saying, look it, don't let the the, the, the Gucci you are wearing deceive you. Don't let the, you know, swagger have substance. (laughs) uh, Esther was in the palace when the prime minister had signed her death warrant to massacre. She didn't know. She had to fast and pray three days and three nights for rescue. Don't let Swag. No, I, I, I love your dressing. It's good. Keep it up. But I want to be sure you are fortified. You will not be a victim in the name of Jesus Christ. The devil is looking for whom to devour. But you must be clear that I am not part of those you can devour. Not my home. Not our children. And you extend it to people around you because some things that touch people around you touches you. I'm sure you know that. So you extend it, but now that even you are not okay, how can you stand for your parents? We are safe in Jesus' name. We must grow in the word. You must know the promises for yourself. For what? Yourself. You read it. And before you read it, you'll pray, Holy Spirit, open my eyes. Let me see. As you are listening to our messages, the church conference messages, Sunday services, oh Lord, open my inner eyes to see. One of the things the Holy Spirit used to encourage me some years ago, I was asking him, when it seems like Christians will lose things, what is our hope? He said, plenty. He said, one of them is Jacob. They came to Jacob and said his favorite son was dead. Right? And they showed him the clots with blood that, that um, the blood... I mean, I mean, just imagine a father. How the animals in his own mind, animals had torn his own favorite son. He cried. And God said, Jacob was crying every year. But he asked me, was Joseph dead? He said, even when it seems like you've lost something for covenant people, I will always bring it back better, bigger, greater. He said to me, do you know that Jacob could have been giving thanks every year? Do you know that? But because of what he couldn't see, he will be the anniversary of sorrow. But if you could have seen that the guy was still alive, you'd be thanking God. Because the man came as the prime minister of Egypt. He said, so anytime it looks like you've lost something, don't behave like you are hopeless. Don't behave like I am not God. I will bring it back better, faster, greater. So that is how God's word encourages you. No matter I said, I will restore to you the years. You lost a relationship. Jackson jilted you. And, and, and said all kinds of things. Cry. But go to God in prayers. And give him thanks. Another person, not that person. Don't wish Jackson evil. Uh, yeah. Don't wish him evil. Don't be start praying against him. Leave Jackson alone. Just start praising God. He will bring a greater Jackson. Now, when I say greater Jackson, that fits you. Don't be crying like it's the end. This is not the end. A better job is coming. Better opportunities are coming. He's the God of the whole earth. He's called El Shaddai. (laughs) Do you know El Shaddai? The one who is more than enough. The one who is more than enough. That's your God. El Shaddai. All sufficient one. One door closes. Stop weeping. Seven other doors are opening. Holy Ghost. Seven other greater doors are opening. Don't let that disappointment hijack your future. You need to know the promises of God for yourself. Better days are ahead of us. Better weeks ahead of us. When we say those statements, it's not motivational science. Oh. It is crafted from what I just said. That means if Joseph is coming back greater, then I can say that better years are ahead of me. I'm not giving you motivational science. There's nothing in that one. I'm talking about scriptural motivation, scriptural anchor, a verse, a scripture, a story in scriptures that anchors your soul, that gives you hope. I. And then you can sing. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Psalms 34, as I begin to round up this morning, from verse 1, I I really love Psalms 34 a lot, especially verse 5. The word of God is sweet. David says, I eat it like something sweet into my mouth. If you read Psalms 119, you hear, oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all night. There are many things competing for the world. Social media and that phone is a major enemy. We're laughing at stories that will change in 24 hours. That thing you are watching like this, under 24 hours, it has expired. Many of the things we call news expires under 48 hours. Why are you living your life on that? Under 48 hours, the matter has changed. The one has expired. There was a time we were talking about Naira. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Naira, what? Eh? Redesign. I, I mean, what is happening now? I, I see the old one, I see the new one together. I can't live my life on those things. Today, somebody is in one party. It looks like the major person in the party. After some time, he said the party is bad. That they have cancer. That their own party is malaria. The other party is cancer. That malaria is treatable. Cancer is not treatable. And now he has joined. The cancer has now changed. To typhoid. I didn't see anything. Psalm 34 verse 1. I will bless the Lord, what? All time. How many times? All time. <laughs> his praise shall, what? <laughs> at all times. Look at verse 2. <laughs> My soul shall make his boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us, what? What? Exalt his name together. Verse 4 I sought the Lord and he heard me and then delivered me from what? Oh, verse 5 They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! They looked to him and were radiant. Those who look to him for help never ends in disgrace. As you are looking to God for strength, in me shame and reproach is far from you. As you are looking to him for help, oh the all sufficient God, shame and reproach is far from you. In the name of Jesus, every attempt of Satan to, come, to, to, to create disgrace. Or multiplied shame. The help of God is wiping it away in the name of Jesus. Can we have this verse in NLT or NCV? They looked to him. They looked to him. Those who look to him for what? Will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame. Will darken their faces. That's how the verses of God of scriptures gives you hope. So, what do I now do? When I leave that kind of verse, Father, ah, you are my helper in the month of May. Your word says those who look to you for help they will never ever return in shame. That's that's how the scriptures engineers your prayer life, engineers what you do. This one is not relevant. Remove it. Ask him for help in a situation. Ask him for help today. And then you will be radiant with joy. Turn failure or set back into a lesson. That's as I close. Turn failure or set back into a lesson. Failure is not final, but there are lessons to learn. I learned many years ago from Dr. Mike Mudok, one of my great mentors. He says, crisis is concentrated information. Okay, let's do English this morning. We're going to repeat it after me. One, two, go. Crisis is concentrated what? Say it again all the men in the house want to go? All the ladies in the house? Anytime you see a crisis, there is a whole lot inside to learn. If you don't learn it, the crisis will leave you devastated for a longer time. Business crisis? Oh, I shall yet praise him. But where did I drop the ball? Crisis is concentrated information. You are a student. You failed. You failed. I did an exam one time. I was expecting an A. And I got a B. Can you imagine me calling B? Crisis. 65 B or so. I was expecting like 80-something A. So I went to meet the lecturer. I said, What happened, sir? I did my best. He said, He now brought out my script. Thank God. God taught me early not to be blaming people for problems. Learn, even though it will repeat itself. So I now saw uh, over 26. Some, no, I I think I had a C. I think it was a C. Yes, it was a C. 56 C. Over 20 marks. Out of three, you have six. Ah. I said, sir, what happened? He said, you, you discussed briefly. It's too brief. I said, the question says, discuss briefly. <laughs> Dr. Okewale, I told him. The que- you know those questions? Discuss briefly. He said, it was too brief. <laughs> I said, thank you, sir. Next semester... Oh, you're already laughing. <laughs> I, I'm telling you true story. I wrote one booklet by question. Four, I'm telling you. Briefly, Abi. You will know how brief I am. And <laughs> till I left campus, I scored A's all through. If I didn't ask him now, I'll still be doing briefly. i am be having C or D, thinking that, uh, what's happening? me. He doesn't like me. <laughs> It was that process that helped me to be writing books now. Writing things at a go. Yes. Psalms 119, verse 67. Please learn from crisis. Don't be stubborn. Don't be defensive. Crisis is... A lot of things are inside that should make your life better. That will make you to one day even say thank god i went through that crisis are you understanding me that should be your vision that you throw yourself five years in, and you know thank god it even happened that's when you can say what Satan meant for evil it's not just a slogan but if you don't learn from it things will get worse i've known people that had a health crisis and because of the lessons it changed their lifestyle their eating habits and now they're even healthier than every one of us. And then they look back and say, ah, thank God I even went through it. Now they are, they are better, mentally better, physically fit. Psalms 1, look at this. Before I was what? This is, I'm not saying, I mean, this is David speaking. That I, 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 I went through some torment, some torture. But what happened? I, I, I missed it, I went astray. Don't pretend like everything is just perfect. Before I was afflicted, but now I, I have learned my lesson. There are times you look at that affliction, that torment, that crisis, and look at where you must have gone astray <laughs> before something worse happens. Before something worse happens. Where have I gone astray? One of the reasons why people don't learn from crisis. The first one is excuses. Excuses. One of your greatest enemies in this world. It's not my fault. It is because of my, my upbringing. It is because of the manager. It is because of the president. It is because of my height. you know. But le- learn this forever. An excuse is not a reason. It's not the reason. If you look deeper, it's more than that. Excuses number two, ego and pride number three, self centeredness. (laughs) I don't know who you are business crisis, maybe health crisis, maybe marital crisis or financial crisis. It is concentrated information. David said, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. He knew that I opened the door either ignorantly or deliberately, but I went astray. Say, But now. I fall in line. I close the back door. So the affliction will not arise again. Len, can you have a vision of imagine again? Can you, imagine, can you have a vision that you are going to be much stronger and better and victorious concerning that matter? Rather than giving excuses, rather than allowing pride and ego to keep you down, or self-centeredness. Be quick to repent. Be quick to forgive. Be quick to believe God and receive his word. People that are quick to repent when they are wrong, people that are quick to forgive, people that are quick to believe God's word, they shine in life more than those who are slow to doing those things. All men fail But the great ones rise again. The great ones are the ones I'm speaking with today. You will rise again in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, Minister Nancy was speaking in the first service about taking risks about finances. And one of the things she said was she never invests in something she doesn't know. Powerful lessons. I've lost. (laughs) I didn't know it. They taught me for one whole day, day from around 11 to 6 p.m. to understand it. I didn't understand it. But I just went ahead and just put money. I don't, I didn't they explain. You do it like this. It will not go like this. Uh-huh. At this point, we go like, ah, hey. Everybody was doing like this. Mm, mm. I didn't understand this thing. But my own mind was, they said, if you put money, in there, I? <laughs> So I put money. And I was going Like this. Going like this. Increase more. I was happy. Under on one month. Under on one month. The thing didn't go. I hit the laptop. I removed everything. Changed the internet. It did like this. Ah. I called my agent. He said it will soon go. The next day, laptop was blank. No trace. <laughs> But you know why I'm thanking God? It was one month. I gave him thanks on my knees because I was ready to do more the next month. So it was his mercy that said, Let me remove this one time for him. Thank you, Lord, that it was one month. What if it's after seven months? <laughs> you just see yourself laughing at a laptop for one hour. <laughs> there are some things you do you can't explain yourself how much did you put (laughs) what about the money we put aside for did you put it there Man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at the Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworunshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church, think greatness, achieve greatness.